podcast, everyone. Um, today we're going to be tackling our first cliche in a series of cliches. So I'm excited about this one. Yeah, me too. It'll be cool. Um, <clears throat> so today's episode title is Go for it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I, was like, blanking. I, don't, I don't know what this I'm title. blanking all of a sudden. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Uh, you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. There you go. I, if you're a member of the church, you probably have heard this yeah. phrase at least once or twice, right? So we'll get into that. But first, before we get started, we want to do a couple um, taking care of business kind of things. So taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so first off, the other day we, I guess it was more like a week or two ago almost, but we had an interview with someone named Stephen Pinecker. Um, he is an evangelical Christian who is super interested in Mormonism and not just like mainstream Brigham Young church Mormonism, but like from Joseph Smith and everything that branched off from there. So he interviews people with the RLDS church now known as the church of Jesus church of Christ, I think is what mm-hmm. they're called. Um, the strange eye church, like all kinds of things. And he just has this awesome channel. It's called Mormon book reviews. And he's starting this new kind of series within that called Mormon Media Reviews, where they're reviewing um, videos, old videos that the church has and podcasts and other stuff like that. And we were we had the fortunate opportunity to be the first podcast and actually the first episode, I think, of that series of the Mormon Media Review. one, Right. Yeah. 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 So go check that out. It's like an hour long interview we have with Stephen and he's just a great guy to meet him in person. Oh, yeah. He's he's super nice. Yeah. Very charismatic guy. Very like. He, he's got like all the Christ-like attributes close to his heart and, and tries to live it the best he can. And that interview is kind of interesting. And in case you guys want to know, you listeners want to want to know more about us and our stories a bit more, we go into a bit more depth there and, and you know, rather than what we've talked about here. Sure. Exactly. We also talk about a little bit more about the podcast and what our goals with it were. We've touched on that in an introduction episode, but we kind of go a little bit more into depth there. So go check out Mormon book reviews on YouTube. Um, Stephen Pinecker, P-Y-N-A-K-K-E-R, I think is how you spell his I name. I think so, yeah. And yeah, it was just a super fun opportunity. So go check out his channel. It's awesome. He interviews all kinds of cool people. Um, <clears throat> all right. And then we wanted to get into a little bit of this series that we're doing, the Tackling Cliches. So you want to talk a little bit about why we chose to do this? And Yeah, yeah, I guess... Um, yeah, so I, I think that one big reason why we wanted to tackle this idea is because the cliches are kind of what our, where our mind goes to immediately when we start thinking about the other side, right? <laughs> whether, whether that's, you know, somebody outside the church or somebody in the church, we think of those cliches. And this one comes to mind. You'll have to remind me, Mitch, like what some of the other ones were that we are going to be doing later mm-hmm. on down the line. This one we thought was was pretty good to start with because it's often utilized when members talk about ex members and that kind of thing. And so we just kind of wanted to dig deeper into it because when, when you have a simple general statement, like you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. You lose a lot of nuance and, and a lot totally. of like a lot of gray area. And so we want to dive into that today and kind of explore where this phrase came from. Is there some truth to it? Is there some, some things about it that's not so true? Anyway. Right. Yeah. So we want to do this with all these cliches, right? So like what's true about the cliche, how would like a member interpret it? How would an ex member interpret it? Where do members and ex members take things too far? And in the end is the cliche helpful or harmful? 
I think most of the cliches we're going to be tackling are kind of harmful. Yeah. But spoiler alert, <laughs> spoiler alert, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we also want to recognize like the truth elements to it and what is going back and forth. I also just want to throw out this disclaimer, like, you know, today we're doing a cliche that a lot of members sometimes say about X members. Yeah. But I want our next episode to be something that X members say towards yeah. members. So don't feel too attacked here. Yeah. Members. Right. We're, we're not just trying to tack to, you know, attack you. Yeah. We're not yeah. tackling your cliches only. We're tackling. So I think next, our next episode will be like, is the church a cult? Yeah. Because a lot of X members will just throw that around. Like, Hey, yeah. it's, it's a cult and just throw it around. And I don't think that is not a hundred percent true. Not a hundred percent true. Could and be it, some truth. Maybe uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. Just like we're going to talk about with today. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, some truth to these statements, but I think we take it too far in the end. And so that's our, that's our goal with this is like, let's recognize what we're saying when we say it mm-hmm. and how can we be a little bit more better, more <laughs> less <laughs> offensive it. with it, less <laughs> judgmental with things and have a better conversation rather than just throwing out this blanket cliche statement that just ends the conversation and yeah. we don't want to talk about it more. Yeah. I think that's the goal with like this type of stuff. So, all right, let's get into it. Um, let me pull up my notes really quick. Sorry. So the first thing we have on our list here is put ourselves in first, we're going to put ourselves in X member shoes and then put ourselves in believers shoes and how you might view the statement from both sides. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to start with the X member side a little bit? Yeah. So let's talk about what an X member might think about this. You know, like you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. And, and maybe I should just talk from my own perspective because it's, it's hard for me to be, to generalize sure. from all X members standpoint, what they think on this. But you know, my first thought is, yeah, I can't leave. <laughs> I can't leave it alone. This podcast isn't leaving it alone. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Like it, it, in a way I feel like it would be, yeah, it, it, it would be almost impossible to totally leave it alone because, you know, a lot of us grew up in the church. The church is, you know, I, I attribute a lot of the great qualities of, about myself and uh, great things I've learned, my values, my morals. A lot of that is formed and shaped by the church. Um, so, yeah, I can't leave that alone. But uh, I, I think this term is probably used more to describe members who just kind of leave and they can't stop talking about all the negative ex Mormony anti Mormon yeah. things. Right. Um, and, and I kind of think that to be fair to ex Mormons, you, you got to ask, like if you left the church, all the things that you knew growing up and that kind of thing, it would be sort of weird if you weren't a little bit upset. Right. Totally. I, I think it's, it's kind of like the stages of mourning for those of you who have ever studied that in psychology and that kind of thing. And I can't remember the order per se that these go in, but typically there's a stage of anger. There's a stage of denial. Um, usually denials first, there's a stage of, um, bargaining. And then it kind of goes through all these different stages of grief until finally you kind of reconcile. It's like extensor. Yeah. You kind of accept it and you kind of move on. And so I think it's, I think it's natural for an ex member to go through this. Um, and I think an anger stage is natural. Um, and, and I think that because you're mourning a loss and, and the thing you are mourning is this belief system, this value set that you just, it was just this package deal, man. That's like, Hey, 
I, all I have to do is just go to church, read my scriptures and say my prayers and I'm going to be all right. Yeah, you know, totally. pretty much give or take some other things. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> give, yeah. not take. <laughs> right, right, right. It's the church is very high demand. I've heard that right. thrown around a lot. And it, I think it's true, you know, like it really does influence just about every aspect of your life in so many ways, especially if you're an Orthodox member, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people are yeah. like, if you don't leave the church in your teens Mm-hmm. You're probably at least to a sense an Orthodox member. At least I would think. Sure. Like, of course. Like if you stuck with it a little bit. Sure. Yeah. If something never really quite stuck, then maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't mourn it so much. Right. Perhaps. Right. I don't know. Um, but I just think like this whole phrase, like, can you blame an ex member? Yeah. Like for not leaving it alone, at least for a little bit, right? Uh-huh. Like we're taught in the church that we need to share our beliefs and stand up for ourselves and yep. like all this stuff. And to have that whole part of you like ripped out yep. in a lot of ways for whatever the reason, right? We kind of talked about why people leave the church in our second episode, but Mm -hmm. whatever the reason people want to voice that and want to share it because I mean like, okay. So like I wrote down here, um, like there's some movies if people have watched, maybe they're kind of like thinking like kind of similar things. So like the Truman, (laughs) the Truman show or the wizard of Oz, um, the matrix, Pleasantville. We actually watched this together last week or a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, Yeah, totally. Um, but these things, it's just like, like, let's take the wizard of Oz for a second. You know, like the wizard is touted to be this huge, awesome character who can fix all the problems. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Right. But Dorothy and her friends all travel down the yellow brick road and they get to see Oz and, you know, the curtain gets pulled away after they see the theatrics for a little bit and they're like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Right. Like you see what's going on behind the scenes and you're like, like, why wouldn't you be disappointed? You yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah. that's how a lot of ex-members view the church in a lot of ways. Like they have seen in a sense what goes on behind the scenes or, mm-hmm. but like things were hidden from them. Like, you know, we've talked about like those things and it sucks. Yeah. And you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube, you know, like after that. Right. What happens. <laughs> and it's just like, um, yeah, people just like, you can't, you can't blame the member, the ex-member for wanting to talk about it. Yeah. And, and to be fair, a lot of ex-members don't know where to talk about it, don't have people they can confide in because right. their whole lives they've been confiding in their community, right? Mm-hmm. Which oftentimes is, you know, members tend to surround themselves with other members of the church, you know, youth nights. Even if you don't live in Utah, it's kind of like that's your immediate community generally. Right. You've got ministering, those kind of things. So, like, even if a member just stopped believing in the church and, and didn't even mourn that part of it. Didn't even mourn the morals, the gospel, all that they were just, you know, okay with it, but they kind of had some fallout with friends, family, and those kind of things. Even like, even if we were to somehow separate those two factors as a part of leaving the church, there would be a lot of mourning and loss just with losing your support system in your community, you know? Yeah. It's, Faith crisis is not a fun thing. You know, we've talked about that a little bit and it's, (laughs) it's rough, you know? So I think for believing members recognize that ex members not leaving the church alone. I think, like you said, it's a stage for a lot of people. I also think, and I found an article and I'll put this in the show notes. It's from, I think the Salt Lake Tribune written a few years ago Mm -hmm. and I was reading a little bit. And basically the author was saying like most members who do leave the church do leave it alone. Like, you know, like a lot of people are leaving in their teens, their early twenties. Mm-hmm. It's generally the people that were in it more like all in for 
a large chunk of their life, maybe like served a mission or were in sure. some higher up like leadership callings or stuff like that. Like they're kind of the ones that's like, Oh, this is like being totally blindsided, you know? Hmm. And they're the ones talking about it more. And I totally agree. Like, I think it's like I said, like a stage, like you said. Yeah. Um, and people need to move on from it, but in my opinion, right. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. there's no right or wrong way to go through a faith crisis. Yeah. And some people deal with it with like humor. Um, sometimes I think that can come off in a mocking fashion, which I don't love, but yeah, people deal with it in different ways and they want to share what they found in some ways. And yeah, you know, we should be respecting boundaries. Like we talked about in our last episode, like don't be oversharing information. If you're an ex member, you know, just try to do it tactfully. I guess is my advice, unsolicited advice. <laughs> um, but we're gonna give it to you anyway. Oh yeah, we're gonna give it anyway. If you're listening, you're getting it right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it can. It's just a really tough thing. So yeah, cut them some slack, members. Like they can't leave it alone for probably a reason, right? Yeah, and and even if even let's say that you go through all those stages of mourning, mm-hmm. now you're in the acceptance phase, which I. I feel like I'm kind of in that phase or entering sure. it at least. And here I am talking about the church. You know, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's like, even if you're not bitter anymore, not angry anymore, it's still possible to not leave the church alone. Yeah. It doesn't you know? have to be in a negative way. And it doesn't have to be a bad way. Yeah. And is in with that. And maybe, maybe, maybe this is where to be fair to members, should we leave it alone? I don't know. Yeah. Or should we at least leave it alone in settings where other members are likely to encounter it? I don't know. Yeah. Like I can see that. Should we respect the bubble kind of? I sure. <laughs> I yeah. Know. I think, yeah, like let's, yeah. let's flip this into the believer shoes a little bit. Sure. More, and yeah. I think we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to go for that first bullet point? I'm not sure if. Yeah. Put our, uh, like with the, put ourselves in the believer shoes bullet point. Yeah. Like, uh huh. Yeah. So like tired of hearing only negative things about the church, especially from those who were once part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's very fair. And, and we, I think we kind of talked about this in the boundaries episode a bit, too, where we talked about wh- wh- when is it OK to talk about things? What is OK to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, because, yeah, you, you don't want to just be all day long on social media, just barraging those who are, you know, true believing members uh, trying just their best to to support themselves in their lives, to surround themselves with good um, like entertainment and, and good media and those kind of things. And you're just deliberately going out of your way to harm them and, mm-hmm. and try to, you know, that if, if you're not leaving the church alone in that sense, yeah, that seems kind of not good. Yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> I don't think it's, I think people can take it very like, like with your interactions. So this is like to ex members, I'm kind of talking, right? Like with your interactions with true believing members, just try to be respectful about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think there is kind of this persecution complex in the church and this might be offensive to some people, but I'm going to say it anyway, you know? <laughs> so I'm sorry. Um, we got to talk about the yeah, hard we gotta things. Talk, we yeah. got to talk about the hard things. Yeah. Right. And within the church, and I think within a lot of religions, it's not just the church itself. Um, anytime there's any persecution towards them, it's like, obviously we're the true church because we're getting attacked from all angles. Here, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> And obviously they're fallen because right. they're upset. Right. Yeah. And like all this stuff. So this persecution complex comes up. It's like any little critique, even sometimes people will interpret it as like, oh, you're attacking me. You're attacking the, everything about this. You're attacking Jesus Christ himself. It's like, no, like 
like for instance, the whole sex abuse article with the Associated Press that came out recently. Um, I talked a little bit about that on social media. I did get a little bit heated at certain times. I apologize for it afterwards. Um, but I think that's a that's an important thing we need to talk about and like try to fix. If there's holes in the system, let's fix them mm-hmm. and move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was like yeah. my goal with that. And can and can you fix holes or address those kind of issues without being a jerk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Totally. Can you be passionate, but mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. very like offensive? I right. guess. Yeah. Um, but so, some people really took issue with that and were commenting on my post, like, why can't you just leave us alone? Like, it's like, okay, like I'm just recognizing something like who else would talk about it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like Maybe if we all leave it alone. Yeah. yeah then like then talk about we're not going to fix this. Yeah. And child sex abuse is not a good thing. I don't think anyone can argue that. No. Right. Um, so yeah, this persecution complex, people can feel like, this is the true church, obviously, because we're getting attacked. Like, okay, let's just take a step back. I'd push back a little bit. Like, I think if we're using that logic, the Jewish tradition is the most persecuted in the history of the world, right? With the Holocaust mm-hmm. and all that. So, so the truth. If anyone gets, yeah, <laughs> if anyone gets the title of like being the most attacked or something, I think the Jewish people probably, or maybe even Muslims yeah. with the Crusades. You know, like, yeah, there's there's way more extreme examples. So let's just take a step back and talk about that but anyway yeah let's go back to the believer shoes and like we're hearing only these negative things and that can be tiring you know mm-hmm. like i know for myself as a believing member i had certain friends who had left or were leaving and were more critical and i honestly was just like oh man again you know like why can't they just leave this alone mm-hmm. and it's easy to think that way and it's <clears throat> like there's truth to it i think and yeah it can be hard to think hard about those types of things that they are having issues with Mm -hmm. and push yourself and stretch yourself and like, okay, well, why are they, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think that's the whole thing with this bridge building like theme that we have is just like, okay, reaching across the aisle, Mm -hmm. finding out from the other side, what's bothering you? Like what Mm -hmm. can we do better from our side? You know what I mean? And back and forth. So yeah, I know today we're kind of talking a little bit more like hounding on the members, if that makes sense. But I promise next episode we'll be hounding on the ex-members just as yeah. much as so. <laughs> um anyway, and, and honestly kinda... to hound on the ex-members a bit here you sure. know i i think that you know that in the church we've always been accustomed to having this this area <clears throat> where we could talk openly about what we're feeling and bear our testimonies and ask questions all of that kind of thing sure when you leave the church all of a sudden that's just gone so where are you gonna go right you, where, yeah, where, where are you going to go to talk about these things, ask these kind of questions, be in an environment that is that is supportive for you, where people understand you and people ask questions and can answer them under this new way of thinking. Um, there, there's not a lot of those areas. And especially when you've become accustomed to having all that support as a member. I, I mean, I guess I'm saying this to kind of cut ex-members some slack a bit but also as, as an ex-member you 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 know you need to take the responsibility to find these new channels it's sure. not going to be easy but you have to do that and there are you know it's easier than it was mm-hmm. like i think there's um different facebook groups social media outlets where you can talk about these kind of things there's sometimes even meetings where you can go and discuss these kind of things i think in certain areas depending on if your geographical location is more Mormon dense, sure, totally. <laughs> I guess. Um, or just go see a therapist. That's yeah. also really good. You know, I, I saw a therapist a while back when I was 
very first struggling right off my mission with my faith in the church and that kind of thing. And it was really validating because, you know, because I think a lot of the times when you leave the church, you're seeking validation. And that's why you go to these members and you're touting all these new facts that you found, all these things that you read yeah. on the anti-Mormon material. <laughs> uh, what have you? You're seeking validation from members. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to become validated like that, totally. you know? So why not go see somebody who's a third party, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody like Steve Pinecker that we yeah. talked to, talk to who can kind of be like, uh, you know, I, I can kind of see both sides. I'm not in, I'm, I'm, I'm the, he calls himself the Switzerland of yeah. Mormonism, right? right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of how this experience was for me, seeing this therapist when I, after a mission, this particular therapist had never really even, like they had heard of Mormons, but didn't know anything about the doctrine. And so I was able to kind of talk through my feelings and what I was struggling with. And they could really just spin an angle on all of this stuff that I've never thought about before and validate my concerns as logical and those kind of things. And so if there's any plug for therapy <laughs> that I can give, I would say do that. Nice. And if you, if you are in a Mormon dense geographical location, a lot of the time you will, you'll be able to find a member of an ex member therapist even yeah, who could or more in like faith yeah. crisis specific. Yeah. Faith of, crisis yeah. specific. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who can kind of coach you through that. And mm -hmm. that, that can be like almost like it's, it's a very condensed amount of time, but you, you get a lot out of it for such sure. a short amount of time. You sure. might be seeking validation from all these different family members and friends and it's just not working. Right. Mm -hmm. You go see a therapist for an hour and you're like, Oh man, that Thank was you. so nice <laughs> to just be able to vent a little bit. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think I like what you said. Like it's on the, I think the ex member kind of has the responsibility to be tactful about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Throwing it on Facebook, like all your problems and dirty laundry with the church and everything like that, like probably yeah. not the best way to do it. Sure. And I've kind of even done that. So like I'm a hypocrite, you know, even I mean, saying that. Not like, that you can't, you, not that you, no, can't, you can't say yeah. anything. Yeah. But you got to kind of like filter a little bit. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. Reel like, it in at least a bit. Yeah. Be tactful. Right. Like you said, mm -hmm. kind of think about it, you know, journal about it. Yeah. And then say what, what is it actually that I want to, to, to initiate a discussion on with members? Like, for example, your, what you talked about on social media with the, with the child abuse scandal. Um, I think that's a great conversation to have. Like, are we addressing this church hotline or are yeah. we not, or are we just leaving it? You know? Right. Like there's, there's some purpose there rather than just complaining. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like let's, I think I love the question. Why? Like, why am I doing something? Yeah. And yeah. So like, why would I, I think that's a good thing. I need to tell myself like, okay, I'm about to post something. Why am I posting this? Is it just to spread information? Mm -hmm. Is it to get people upset? Is it to, <laughs> you know, it's kind of fun sometimes. I guess, yeah, right? it can be kind of fun, but like, it's also a serious topic. Right. And yeah. it shouldn't, yeah. Joke about it too much, I guess. But I, yeah, like we said, just like find your right outlets because there are Facebook groups, there are Reddit pages. There's like all these places where you can kind of have your, where you do need to go out and you just yell something into an echo chamber and people yeah. validate you like go for it i yep. try to say like try not to stay there too long because it can be very yeah that's a really good toxic point in a lot of ways yeah um you don't want to become accustomed to right. complaining and living a mm -hmm. life where you feel like a victim all the time sure because eventually you're gonna have to let all of the hurt go right and for some people the hurt is way less than others i think we sure. should address that too like yeah. you know i've been very lucky i've never been abused in the church i've never 
you know, my trauma is very, very low compared to other people's. And so like, I don't want to discredit that necessarily. Like yeah. people go through a lot more crap than sure. I have. So yeah, see a therapist, join a Facebook group, do whatever you need to do for you. Mm-hmm. Just realize that like members are probably going to take issue with you just shouting off stuff, you know, or being ex- excessively rude about a text that mm-hmm. gets sent out or whatever, you know? So, and, and you know, honestly, we were kind of describing this as for the members defense, I guess, or, mm-hmm. or in defense of the members. But I honestly think there's something to be said for protecting yourself as a former sure. member too. Yeah. You don't want to just jump willy nilly into a, you know, Facebook conversation chain or whatever comment chain and just, <laughs> just start. And then you're just getting blasted with yeah. these, you know, comments of, you know, criticizing you directly and your character and that right. kind of thing, which can be really harmful. To totally. You. Totally. So if anything, just do this, just kind of, kind of, uh, you know, privately or with, you know, uh, with a therapist, some kind of way to process your emotions and kind of things first, then you're more likely to a, be more efficient in how you're going about your communication and be less likely to be hurt by sure. initiating a conversation. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Um, again, once, uh, unsolicited advice, unsolicited right? Advice. This, is, this is this whole thing, right? We should have a disclaimer that's like, uh, please see your doctor or your therapist. We're, we're not experts here, guys. We're just talking. Um, let's read this quote. I think yeah. maybe this is like the best I could find, like the history maybe of this, um, cliche, this phrase sure. is best from like Joseph Smith's time. So do you want to take a stab at it? It'd be pretty funny if Joseph Smith was just like, you can leave the church, but you can't <laughs> like leave said that phrase, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Not quite, but yeah, okay. Um, and this is uh, from, okay, I'll just start reading it. Yep. Yeah. Um, when the prophet had ended telling how he had been treated, Brother Behunin remarked, if I should leave this church, I would not do so as those men, those men have done. I would go to some remote place where Mormonism had never been heard of, settle down, and no one would ever learn that I knew anything about it. The great seer immediately replied, Brother Behunin, don't, you don't know what you would do. No doubt these men once thought as you do. Before you joined this church, you stood on neutral ground. When the gospel was preached, good and evil were set before you. You could choose either or neither. There were two opposite masters inviting you to serve them. When you joined this church, you enlisted to serve God. When you did, when you did that, you left the neutral ground and you never can get back onto it. You should forsake the master you enlist. Should you forsake the master you enlisted to serve, it will be by the instigation of the evil one, and you will follow his dictation to be his servant. Okay. I've heard this quote before, like in seminary institute. I want to say, and like at the time, I was just like, yeah, man, like apostates. You know, they go off the deep end and they're in Satan's grasp and they, all they're doing is attacking now. Like that's all they're going to do. And now like that, I am one of those apostates. I'm like taking issue with this a little bit more and like looking into it a little bit more. I'm just like, man, this is like black and white thinking. Uh-huh. Like, this could be, I think this black and white thinking stems all the way back to Joseph Smith's time, right? Where mm-hmm. the church is either completely true or it's completely false. And multiple prophets have said that like, this is either the greatest fraud in the history of the world or it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And there's people on both sides of that people who feel like it's completely the truth and people who feel like it is a fraud. And I think this thing that we're talking about, like not being able to leave it alone stems from that black and white thinking. Yeah. Right. Like if it was just like, this is just a church, you know, 
like I don't, at least I'm not in these groups, you know, but I don't hear of like ex oh Catholic, uh, maybe Catholics a little bit. There could be some Catholics who are like attacking yeah. like certain dogmatic par- practices or whatnot. But I'm just like some evangelical, like the Baptists, maybe like uh-huh. who are just hounding on the Baptist church, like, well, this is why you're false. It's, I think it's because the Baptist, those types of evangelical churches, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, are just more of like, hey, listen, we're just trying to get to Jesus. This is our way of interpreting scripture. This is the way we're doing it, not claiming right. it to be the truth. Mm-hmm. But we're just going for it. Whereas like these more black and white kind of like thinking religions. Yeah. You know, I think like Islam is maybe a little bit like this. I've heard of like ex Muslims kind of attacking Islam and Muhammad and et cetera. You know, like this type of, you can't leave it alone stems from this black and white thinking, which from this quote from Joseph Smith kind of like affirms that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're either on the Lord's team or you're on Satan's team. Like you were no longer on neutral ground. Which I guess there's some truth to that statement. Like you can't. I was just gonna say there, there is some truth. Not so much like you're either with God or with Satan, but I think in our there opinion, is, right? I'm sure in, there's in people opinion, that yeah, yeah, yeah. would disagree. Sure, with that, sure, but. sure. But I, I do think that it's kind of difficult to make the claim that you can just totally re-enter neutral ground. Where it, it, I think the closest thing to neutral ground is a peace that you find with sort of letting go, but you're, it's always gonna be a part of you. Sure, and you kind of find peace by accepting that. Because, yeah, once you once you learn something and you bleed it for such a long time and you stop, it's it's really hard to just be like, yeah, I don't remember anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so I think there is yeah. some truth to that where it's like, yeah, you can't quite go to 100% neutral ground. But I also think it's personally, and I, and I guess we should, you know, with acknowledge the caveat that members might believe this differently than somebody who's not in the church anymore, that just because I leave, it doesn't necessarily mean that I am now under the power of Satan. Right. Right. Maybe I am, but unknowingly, I don't, I don't know. I feel very good. I feel very happy. So I assume that it's not Satan. (laughs) Right. But you know, yeah. So I, I guess that's, that's worth acknowledging as well is that there is some truth to this, but there's also some, some falsehood as well. Sure. Yeah. In our opinion, right. In our opinion, people who claim Joseph Smith to be a prophet could just be like, this is God's words, you know? Yeah. Good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I could see where that would come from, like with this statement. So. Where, where did we get this quote from? Do you remember? I just that? was like looking yeah. around, you know, just like I typed in yeah. Google You leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. I went to like the second uh, page of Google even because what I was finding, and I'll link a couple things in the show notes, like some good articles that I found. Um, pretty much this whole phrase, like when you search it into Google, everyone's just kind of like critiquing it. Kind of like we uh, are in a lot of ways. It's like this phrase isn't great, you know, like, yeah, yeah. what would be, here's a, here's a thought process and I haven't thought about this, so it could be yeah. awkward, <laughs> but what would be a better way to state the same thing that but a member more could, accurately, but more accurately or more compassionately, like, it's, yeah. you know, like, like our, a new cliche. That right. We can, yeah. <laughs> that we can now start from Latter day bridge builders. We'll put our little trademark with it. And we'll <laughs> <laughs> so somebody was telling me about trademarks yesterday. I was at Bryce Canyon and it was like, explore your America was like on a sign uh-huh. and it had a little trademark there. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. Uh-huh. So I guess I can't explore my America without being, under this corporate banner <laughs> nice. trademark everything these days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was a tangent. No, you're good. Yeah. So totally good. we should make it. Maybe what we can do is at the end of this episode, we can kind of, you know, gather our thoughts together okay, after sure, sure. hashing this out and be yeah. like, okay, what's the new cliche that right. we're going to try to go by? Okay. That, ha- that takes the accurate and removes the inaccurate. Maybe. Yeah. I, don't I know. like that. And we could do that with all these cliches, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What's a better way to say what we want to say? 
and invite those who are listening who probably have a better way to put this as oh, yeah. well to but, maybe put their idea of the new cliche on right right somewhere yeah send us an email if you think yeah. of a better way and we'll we'll give you a shout out in a future episode of some different ways we can say these types of things um yeah so now we're at where do ex-members take it too far and where do believers take it too far i think we've kind of touched this on, on this a little bit um I think we take things too far when we make it just like a blanket statement and just like throw it out there and it ends the conversation. Right. Like I'm just thinking in my head, like when would someone say this? Like I'm thinking of like comments on YouTube videos or whatever, where someone's kind of like leaving the church or even just like a video of someone like leaving the church and someone just like throws in the, you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. Like, yeah. Okay, dude. Like, what was going back to that? Why? Like, why Uh, are you typing that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the purpose of it? What are you trying to drive home with it? And I think it's just, in my opinion, just throwing this out there, you know, it's, it's just too, like you're backed up against a wall almost like the members may be backed up against a wall and they're just like, you can leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. It's like, ha, gotcha. You know, it's a gotcha statement. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you're right in a way. So yeah, we're taking it too far with like that kind of thinking and it's, you know, kind of go, jumping ahead. Like, is this a harmful or helpful kind of thing? I think it is harmful and it's yeah, diminishing people's experiences and diminishing people's journeys and their faith crises. And in a way, even, I don't know, maybe this is me, me taking it too far, but dehumanizing someone. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's very easy to do with everything today. Like we in politics, politicians are dehumanized. Prophets are dehumanized, you know, um, apostates are dehumanized, dehumanized. Like we always just like throw this stuff out there and we just like shut people down so quickly just by like taking the human away from them. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. You know, like everybody's mm-hmm. got a story and I think they're an important story and like they should be shared. Yeah. And a lot of these like terminating cliches are just like, well, you know, let's just stop it here and we're not going to take it any further and discuss like what's, what's the motivating factors behind like why you left. And like, I'd like to hear your story. Can we talk about it? And can we both feel like comfortable talking to each other Mm -hmm. or is this going to be a hostile environment where we can't even bring up the subject of religion because the X member is going to be attacking the member and the member is going to be like, you've lost your faith. Like you don't, did you ever have a testimony? Like stuff like that, you know, like, like making assumptions. Exactly. Maybe. And it's yeah. like, that's not good for either party and it will tear a relationship apart. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It may, it may be in communications with members and former members. You, maybe you have to kind of go over the ground rules that we went over sure. in a way or some kind of ground rules. Um, and that's kind of corny and cheesy and maybe a little bit too structured, but I, I think sometimes that pays off to, mm-hmm. to, to sort of outline that. Like sometimes my wife and I, even like when we're talking about something that's, we're just, we see things really different, different on, we kind of say like, okay, we're going to, we're going to let each other finish their thoughts. And then we'll, before we take our turn, sure. you know, like we're not going to criticize the person directly. Right. No you know, homonym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, <laughs> And you know that it does go a long way. Actually, you can make some pretty like significant 
take, take some significant ground in the right direction to, um, or I guess I should say, find some common ground sure. on it or, or compromise or some, uh, something, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not really sure what compromise would look like between members and former members, but maybe it could be something like, Hey, like, let's just not dehumanize each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, live together in our neighborhood happily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understand why the other person <laughs> is where they are. Uh-huh. Right. And respect it uh-huh. and not feel like this inclination that I've got to get you to my side. Cause my side's better. Right. Right. Again, the validation thing. Yeah, like, totally. If you convert, then it validates my belief yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> What's that book about the ego? Yeah. My wife has been starting to read it cause you gave it to us and she's like, she's mm-hmm. like, I'm only 20 pages in and I'm loving it. And oh, I'm like, man. I need to read this. So yeah, it's a good one. It's called a new earth by Eckhart Tolle or okay. Tolle. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. He has another one called the power of now. I was looking at the bookshelf cause it's like, <laughs> <Me> <laughs> it's over here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there it is right there. Power of now. Yeah. Um, should we show it off to the camera? Yeah. Yeah. Unsolicited advice. Once again, (laughs) no no payment or anything for this ad, but honestly, this guy is like, he is like the king of like bridge building. I think He, he just like, he can make everybody just come together in, in what he argues the present moment, which is like, the root of everything or the root of humanity, you know, um, we can talk a long time about that some other time. Sure. But, um, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It helped me a lot in my faith journey. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you've talked about it a little bit with me and I haven't read the book, but just talking about this like ego thing and we uh-huh. always have to be checking ourselves and like, what if I'm wrong? Right. Isn't that the root mm-hmm. statement that he kind of like, yeah. Or, or like, yeah. He, what he kind of talks about is whenever you notice yourself identifying with anything, um, then you, you're, you're shifting to the ego. And what he's trying to say is like, whenever you identify with something, you kind of stray, stray away from what truth really is, which is just what it actually is. Right. Sure. So it's almost like, I'm trying to think of something like, let's just take chocolate for example. Right. Like chocolate is good, you know? Sure. And then if like you became like a chocolate eater, you know, and yeah, you're like, like, I'm a chocolate person, you know, like all those vanilla ice cream people, you know, <laughs> like, and then you kind of like create an ego thing out of it, okay. you know, then it, then it kind of like goes way far from what the original thing was, was just as like, you know, yeah, chocolate tastes good. You know, that's okay. Or, or yeah. Or even more basic than that. Like chocolate has caffeine in it. Maybe that's more factual. I don't know. Sure. Or something it like that comes or, from the cacao it comes plant. From a cacao plant. Yeah. yeah. So his point is just that the more that you identify with something that that something is somehow a part of you, which isn't true, like that can't be. You can just either follow something or um, or admire something, but you can't literally your identity can't be associated 100 percent with something. Okay, right. That's his argument. Um, And so whenever you notice yourself becoming us versus them on anything, uh, then you, you've gone too far to the ego. Um, and I actually noticed this, (laughs) noticed this and he actually, uh, goes over this in his book, but you can actually eat, you can almost get an ego from, from being this crowd that doesn't have an ego, Okay, (laughs) you know, sure. Like, Oh, they're so egocentric. Yeah. Like, 
you know, like, look at us people who are that d- d- have no ego. Yeah. You know? It's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's like, shoot. wow. Okay. Crap. Like no, yeah. no, I have an ego with not having an ego yeah. or an ego. And about all of a sudden I think ego. I'm better yeah, than someone else. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. That's kind of what it goes down to. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's sort of ironic in a horrible way. Yeah. How human that is though. Totally. Is that it's almost impossible to just remain in that state of detachment. Um, you like, we have to hold on to something to feel rooted, identify with something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That kind of goes back to like, I'm thinking back to a talk that president Nelson gave recently. And he, I think he talks about like labels that we give ourselves. Right. Uh huh. And I think it was more directed. (laughs) I guess like the subliminal message was like LGBTQ labels. Yeah. So I don't want to dive into that because we can talk about that another day. Um, so I know a lot of people took issue with his talk but like he mentioned like for himself you know he's a doctor he's got all these letters after his name because of his degrees and whatnot um mm-hmm. he's a prophet you know like that's another title that, title that he has and the church gives him do, do you think he puts that like in like a letter format like, oh, I, like I, every, I doubt it, I doubt it. <laughs> like md phd prophet, prophet. <laughs> <laughs> i doubt it kind of epic yeah, yeah that would be kind of cool um but like he says like the one label that makes the most sense and that we need to identify with the most is like to be a child of God. And I think that's kind of cool. cool. You know, like even if you don't believe in God, like if I would say maybe atheists are maybe kind of out of this, but even like agnostic people who believe like maybe something created us, like something created you Mm -hmm. and to just kind of like tell yourself like you are a child of that or a creation at the very least of that being or that entity, whatever created Uh all this. Like, that's kind of cool. And because everybody else is on the same page as you, you know, that's one label that we can all give each other. Sure. Yeah. We can all identify with. Yep. And it doesn't make anyone better than anyone else. And it doesn't Uh make anyone feel like they're more special or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And like throughout history, there's always been those moments where, where countries or communities, cities, whatever races, ethnicities come together to unite against some other cause. Right. That's a little bit bigger than both of them combined. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think about an example. One that comes to mind is, you know, Germany's starting to invade other parts of Europe and sure. threatening democracy as we know it, right? And regardless of our differences, the allies, you know, the US, Great Britain, France, I'm sure there's others that I can't think of off the top of my head right now. <laughs> Australia, what yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh they unite and they're like, whatever our differences are right now or before this kind of scenario we have bigger fish to fry sure. and then and then we can kind of overlook our differences in a lot of ways yeah um i think that often happens in politics too i probably should happen more than it does mm-hmm. i think <laughs> it really takes like defining moments like mm-hmm. edge of a crisis kind of thing like it's yeah happen like like it was cool to see a lot of different types of people different types of belief come together when, when, you know, like the black lives matter movement mm-hmm. and, you know, when there's the whole like vaccines or not vaccines and, you know, like people could kind of just be like, Hey, we've got this situation. COVID has hit, you know, how do we come together and solve this issue? Yeah. 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 It's unfortunate. Then people took those things to the extremes though, in their mm-hmm. different groups. If we're talking about politics, you know, like yeah, 
the more liberal side in a lot of ways people took it like way to the extreme it's like no we yeah. gotta mask up like everywhere every yeah, time yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were leaving your house you need mm-hmm. to be wearing masks even inside your house maybe yeah. you know like and if you don't have a mask on they must be one of those yeah one of those you must like be anti-science right. or whatever yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah, going, yeah. Totally yeah. once it. again yeah the, the ego right the ego like the i know better wearers, than you, right, right? That's, what a ridiculous ego thing yeah. but it, it happens yeah right? and then there's yeah. the whole opposite side with the anti-vaxxers and i mean i don't I don't mean to attack people for their beliefs in this, sure. you know, like people have their reasons for why they believe certain things. And I think you're, you have that right. Right. Yeah. But in my opinion, the vaccine is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're both healthcare workers. We kind of are maybe biased in that sense, but we yeah. look at data, we look at all these things yeah. and you know, then you got the anti-vaxxers are like, no, I'm not even going to touch it. I'm not even going to like think about yeah. it. Like that's yeah. not happening. It's like these two extremes. It's like, okay, let's, let's check that ego. Right. Like, sure. And what, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just take it to its roots. Like, what is this thing? Like, what yeah. is the vaccine? What are the pros? What are yeah. the cons? Uh-huh. Let's look at COVID. What are yeah. the dangers of it? Like what, where are we maybe overhyping the dangers of it? And like, yeah, you know, or over promising on the vaccine. Sure. Cause I think that happens, that happens too. too. It's like, Oh, the vaccine saves lives. Like, yeah. Yeah. Statistically it does. Sure. But at the same time, statistically, the vaccine isn't all that either. You know, right, it, right. more and more over time, it's not that way. Sure. And like, we could also dive into like, rather than just being like, oh, they're an anti-vaxxer, maybe we could talk about like, oh, maybe they're, maybe they're afraid about something that is actually cause for concern. I, sure. don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, it was developed a lot more quickly than any other vaccine in yeah. history. Um, so yeah, there's, that was my actual, my, my primary concern when mm-hmm. I, I was working in the ICU as a nurse at the time. And then they were like, let's roll this out to our healthcare workers first on the front lines. Like, and I, I was like, I'm not the, gonna be your guinea pig. I eventually took it, obviously, but like totally. I was not in that first wave because I was like, dude, no. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. This is, yeah. it's kind of a scary thing and you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, the whole anyway, we don't have to go into the details. Yeah, sorry, People know about tangent. this. We, <laughs> but um, but to, to to maybe make one more point here on this coming together mm-hmm. for something bigger, I feel like that's the whole mission with this podcast is, hey, we're there, there's ex-Mormons, there's Mormons, right? We can come together for a bigger cause that's just like, let's try to remove hurt from our community. Love that. You know, that's a little bit bigger than all of us. Yeah. So let's, let's try to bring more love into our community. Yeah. From both yeah. sides, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. I like the way you said, you know, like. this hatred and bigotry and like all this stuff like that's that's germany you know that's nazi germany nothing is germany these days right you know what nothing against germany these days yeah that's right germany's awesome no offense germans we're talking to nazis (laughs) yeah nazis right yeah Yeah. bad people um (laughs) and yeah like let's just try to put aside our differences become better people bring more love into our lives and i think that's what jesus would do yeah, right? I think so too. And yeah. even if you don't believe in Jesus, it's like, how can you argue with that type of, yeah, like you know, mentality? Mentality, like love, is like one of those like things that's like, yeah, the law of the universe. I feel like if you were thinking about it strictly logically, right? And I have done this before, where I even like thinking about this podcast, this concept is like, let's just take God out of the picture somehow, right? And like religious worship and all of that. It's like just strictly practically speaking. It makes sense. It's more efficient to understand each other. Totally. It in every way. <laughs> yep. Just from a practical, purely practical standpoint. You know, if yep. you're an atheist and you're just like, yeah, it pays to understand <laughs> the Christians, you know, like right. from a logical standpoint, it does, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and it pays for Christians to understand atheists. Yeah. You know, yeah. it goes both ways. So I, yeah. I love this podcast, man. It's We've cool. only done four episodes yeah. and yeah. I'm loving it's it. Fun. <laughs> cool. Um, I think we're kind of wrapping up here. Yeah. We just got to find our new cliche. That's right. We got to find we'll, our new cliche. We'll be, we'll be done. Okay. Yeah. Let's brainstorm a little bit. Yeah. Brainstorming. So truth, things that were true, just to kind of sum it up. Right. Yeah. Like members often don't leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Don't leave the church alone, mm-hmm. but that's not all bad. Right. That, I think that was the main point that we're trying to make here. Sure. Leaving the church alone. Is that actually what you want as a member? Do, do you, do you actually want to lose all of the input from people who have left or who are hurt or why they left? You know, the church is becoming a bit more progressive over time. I think that feedback is valuable. If to no one else, the church leadership, right. To try to figure out how can we lose less people or how can we help people in their transition to leaving or returning? Right. Um, there's like that. Yeah. And the book of Mormon talks about opposition and all things, right? Yeah. Like you need yeah. either side in order to have the other, like, you know, you yeah. need the bad to have the good. Right. And people can look at what side is bad and what side is good and whatnot. But right. like in the other, one of the other podcast episodes, we, um, we talked about how, the 2015 policy uh, was removed largely because there were these mass organized resignations Mm -hmm. that occurred in response to it. Right. And we don't know for sure if that's why the policy was rescinded or not, but it probably has a big part in it. Sure. And so that's, that's a big dramatic example of how opposites can balance the other side. The other side. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's a big part of this cliche that's useful going forward Sure, is yes, X X members might not be able to completely leave it alone, but eventually we want them to reconcile all the things that have happened. Right. So how can we as ex Mormons who are kind of, I guess, further along in the, in the phases of, you know, anger, irritability, all that kind of thing, all the way to acceptance. How can we facilitate that for new former members? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how can members help facilitate, uh, like str- strengthening their own faith and also understanding those who have left too, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you were saying, just like not leaving it alone doesn't need to be a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can put a positive spin onto that mm-hmm. and yeah, no, like, but also sometimes leaving it alone is a bad thing in, yep. Or what am I saying? <laughs> Sometimes it is a bad thing not to leave it alone. Is that yeah, or like, you mean? yeah, people like critiquing, overly yeah, critiquing. Yeah. It's just like oversharing, oversharing, trying over... to seek validation from members yeah. who don't really need to validate those yeah, ex Mormons, and exactly. nor should they, right? They shouldn't right, right, feel right. like they have to. It's not their responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what would be a new cliche? I guess that's the question. Yeah, that's a thinker. You can leave the church. And you don't need to leave it alone. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can leave the church, but leave it right. You know? Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Leave the church, but leave it right. Yeah. And people can interpret that how they want to, you know, like what's the right way to leave. Yeah. And some people, yeah, might be a little bit more critical than others, but. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That kind of puts it a little bit more like onto both parties, like leave it right. Like. Yeah. And leave the ex member right, you know? Yeah. Like we don't need to be. Let them leave right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, there's no right or wrong way to go through a faith crisis or to deal with these types of things. But that's a good point. That kind of, yeah. So I guess what we, what I, what what we mean by 
leaving it right means yeah there's there's no correct way to go about it but there are correct ways to treat others sure maybe yeah i like that so you can leave the church but treat those around you with respect as you do so <laughs> it's a re- really long really cliche, long cliche was in. tm yeah. <laughs> our trademark I love it. yeah no it's tough I'm, i'll have to think about this more and yeah maybe, this might be one of those we have to cut a brainstorm on and yeah totally come back on the next podcast episode yeah, yeah. throw it out there again like if you have an idea of like a way to better have this cliche said send us an email to ldsbridgebuilders at gmail.com right um we'll give you a shout out we'll We'll give you the trademark rights. Yeah. Won't say you won't, won't make any money from it, but <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, good, good conversation today. I like this yeah, a lot. And yeah. hopefully it was helpful to those who are listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are we going to tackle next time? What should be the next I one think, that people can look forward to? I think to? a good one would from like a cliche that's outside the ex members use a lot more is the, is the church a cult. You know, the church is a cult. Yeah. We just kind of like what they yeah. say. So okay. that's a good one. I think that'd be a good one. Like those are two kind of like big things that I hear from both camps. Yep. And we're going to pick apart that cliche and just like, okay, what is true about it? Where is it taken too far? Is it helpful? Is it hurtful? I personally think that statement is hurtful in the mm-hmm. long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not getting the bridge building done. You know what I mean? It's, it's driving more wedges in between people. So, yeah. yeah. So tune in two weeks from now, we're releasing every two weeks. Um, so we apologize if people want to hear this more often, but <laughs> As far as like our busy lives, we kind of have to do it at that pace. Mitch is just too studious. That's, I'm too studious. That, that, that's his problem. This organic chemistry is just, <laughs> I'm loving it. Let me tell you. That. Always in your laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, thanks again for listening, guys. We're, we're grateful to be here with you and that you are choosing to listen to us as part of your journey or whatever reason you're listening to us, maybe to facilitate, you know, building bridges with those in your in your circles who have left or etc you know throw it in you know why you're listening to us i guess yeah (laughs) and and one final note i you know if you feel like there is something that you want to share that that even if you're just curious you want to talk about it you want it to be talked about or even if you feel like you have something to add to this discussion eventually down the line we're going to be interviewing guests right um so shoot us an email um, and if you don't want to be interviewed, but you really want to get something out there, a concept to discuss, mm-hmm. shoot us an email as well, because, you know, we, the, the more perspectives we have on, on this general concept of bridge building, right. The better. Right. We need more we're diversity. Two guys. Yeah. You we're, know? we're two guys on more of the X side, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. We're kind yeah. of lacking in diversity from the believing member standpoint. So yeah, I'd love to hear more voices from the believing member standpoint so yeah send us an email if you want us to read it out loud we can keep your name private if you'd like yeah, um, yeah i'd like to share more of these thoughts out there with people because i need to learn more you know yeah likewise so all right we'll see you next time guys bye